my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Hey there, Tanner fans. Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. How's everyone doing today? I'm doing all right. Well, today, if you've been listening, you know I'm currently in the Grandparents series. I like to do series of episodes with this podcast. And I am on the final episode of the Grandparents Day series, which I'm doing season 7, episode 17, The Last Dance, which aired on February 8th, 1994. And if you guys know, if you from Remember, this is this is a sad one. I remember watching this when it aired. I remember watching the promo for it the week that it aired and just knowing, even in the promo, it's just like, oh, this one's going to wreck me. This one is just going to be an emotional roller coaster. And it was. I mean, I was just, just bawling my eyes. And, and, and whenever I would watch this, like on Hulu, I would just be like, oh, God. Well, I haven't actually watched this one in quite a while. And I think it's just because it just emotionally wrecks me. So my advice to you, if you haven't seen this episode, be prepared. Get some Kleenex because the waterworks are going to come with this episode. I guarantee it. I mean, if any of you have lost a loved one before, you can definitely resonate with what the Tanners are going through. Especially Michelle and Jesse. Who are very, very deeply affected by his death. I mean, everyone is, but especially it's Jesse Hard. Because, you know, this is his grandfather. And, you know, he remembers summers in Greece as a boy. Just learning from Papuli. And even, you know, Michelle. With her special relationship with Papuli and everything. And it just, it's so sweet and so sad. But I'm going to read the synopsis here from IMDb. During his visit to San Francisco, Jesse's beloved grandfather, Papuli, dies in his sleep. Jesse and Michelle are both devastated as they try to come to terms with his death. Now, what's interesting, I'm just thinking of this now, is the pilot episode had, you know, the death of Pam had been at least, what, a few months out, probably three months and the family was, you know, coping with, you know, life without Pam. And they had been for a bit. And I'm just thinking, Michelle has no real recollection of, you know, her mother and, you know, the death of her mom and everything. Because she never really knew her mom. But Papuli here is someone that she spent time with. Granted, you know, they made their first, he and his wife made their first appearance in season four in Greek Week. And... You know, she didn't have a huge... Because it was a big, you know, family gathering and everything. But in season seven, you know, he's spending time with her. He's spending... You know, Papuli's spending time with the whole family. But he takes 
you know, Michelle under his wing, almost like kind of you know, how he did with, with Jesse and everything like that. And so definitely Michelle feels Papuli's loss. I guess I kind of brought that up with Pam. It's just because Michelle didn't really know her mom. So she wasn't able to grieve over her mother. But here, she's with Papuli and she gets to know him and, you know, has a, you know, strong relationship with him and he passes. This is Michelle's first experience with losing someone. Yeah, I would have lost my grandfather probably right around Michelle's age. I was seven going on eight at the time and I that was the first death I'd ever experienced in my family and it was just it was weird because I didn't know how to process it it's like one moment this person is here and they're they're lively and you're talking to them and then the next they're not there anymore and it's like you have to deal with this person's you know lack of presence in your life and it, it's hard I know that people out there are like, oh, well, you know, you can always talk to, you know, your grandpa or your grandma. I mean, they're still, they're watching over you. They're looking down on you. You can talk with them. And, I mean, you understand that, but it's like, it's not the same as if they were here sitting next to you. So I'm kind of wondering, thinking about this episode, Papuli comes by himself, so I'm really honestly wondering if his wife Gina maybe had already passed in the three years since season four since we met them both so this is <clears throat> excuse me the rating for this episode sorry i guys i want to apologize i'm kind of all over the place <laughs> the rating for this episode is 8.10 or 8.0 out of 10 based on 237 ratings papuli of course is the guest star played by jack I'm going to butcher this poor man's name and I feel horrible. Krushin? Jack Krushin? K-R-U-S-C-H-E-N. And he actually is done... I remember actually when I was covering the first season of... Or was it the second season of Silver Spoons? But he actually played a judge and I kept waiting for that Papuli accent to come in. And it really never did. <laughs> We also have another guest star, Catherine Rosetter, playing Miss Barnes, Michelle's teacher. We also have Denise. I'm guessing she must make a small little um, appearance at the very end of the episode. Because the main majority of the episode is going to be in the house. We don't really go outside of the house until like a couple of scenes in the backyard. And then, of course, at the end is the classroom. So this episode was directed by John Tracy, writer Jeff Franklin, the creator, and writer Tom Amun Amundsen. Alright, so it looks like we got a lot of episodes. See, guys, I told you I'm all over the place. It's like 11.16 in the morning. <laughs> I'm awake, I promise. Um, but yeah, there are a lot of uh, reviews on this episode. So, alright, first one up. We do actually have some... People that normally aren't regular, you know, like the ever-faithful Power Mandan. I'm sure he or she is on here. I wouldn't be surprised if um, Taylor Kingston might be on here. Let me see. Uh, yep, Power Mandan. Yep. 
Anyone? Taylor Kingston. Yep, they're both on here. All right. So let's get to some of these other people's and kind of see what they say too. All right. The first one up. Seven out of ten. Good app, but there's a piece missing. June 9th. 2013 warning spoilers ah yes the famous papuli episode the obligate oh boy obligatory very special episode dealing with the death of a loved one as corny as full house can be i do believe this episode was very moving and well written for the most part particularly the transition music between papuli's last scene as he bonds with michelle over traditional greek dance and the next morning as the family gathers around the kitchen table and grieves i remember that transition it's like happy new music and they cut to the outside of the house and you just hear that Oh, you you know, like, in your heart, and your gut, like, something has happened. I mean, before you even see the tanners, everyone's just got their, their head in their hands, and they just, oh, I'm like, I'll, I'll get to that. Let's see. Particularly the transition music between Papuli's last scene as he bonds with Michelle over a traditional Greek dance and the next morning as the family gathers around the kitchen table and grieves is bone chilling. It, yeah, that could be a way to describe it. Such an abrupt change, abrupt change in tone to symbolize how suddenly Papuli died. Yet whenever I catch a rerun of this episode, I feel as if there's something missing, something pretty major. Remember the original premise of Full House? Danny Tano was a widower. I repeat, a widower. The first season dealt with not only Jesse and Joey moving in to help raise three daughters, but Danny and the girls coping with their wife and mother's old, untimely death in a car crash. After the first season, the late Pam Tanner was mentioned very little throughout the rest of the series, and out of all the episodes they could have mentioned her in, they failed to do so in the very special death episode. This episode would have been a perfect opportunity to mention the tragic death of Danny Tanner, Danny Tanner, or Danny's wife slash Jesse's sister slash DJ Stephanie and Michelle's mother. <clears throat> they could have very easily written a lament for Danny, Jesse, DJ, or Stephanie about how Papuli's death reminds them of the pain and grief they felt when Pam passed away. Perhaps in the next to last scene where Jesse and Michelle grieve together in the boat in the backyard, he could have told her a little story about her mother since she was too young to have any recollection of her. I don't understand how it could have occurred to any of the writers that this would be a good time for the family to talk about Pam, especially since Papuli was her grandfather as well as Jesse's. That detail has always bothered me. Other than that, I think that this episode handled the death quite well, considering the large detail they missed. Papuli has very limited screen time, and he was only seen previously in the Greek Week episode way back in Season 4. But he has that lust for life and an irresistible charm that makes you fall in love with him right away and leaves you teary-eyed when he dies. The remaining two-thirds of the episode is somber, but ultimately, there's a happy ending. And... <clears throat> I understand where the reviewer is coming from in regards to, oh, they could have brought up Pam and Pam's death and everything. And I'm like, really? And and the thing is, Jesse could tell Michelle about her mother, but it's like, and even the, the reviewer says Pam gets mentioned less and less. So unless Michelle's like asking questions about her mom, like, 
Because they did, they sh- remember back in season two, Goodbye Mr. Bear, when they showed that video and Michelle really was more interested in, oh, the cute baby, look at the baby. No, no interest in who is, granted, yes, she was two. And she doesn't see, who's that lady? Who's that lady? And no one said, oh, Michelle, that's your mommy. No, none of that. So I really, I don't think as much as it would have been nice for him to, you know, Jesse's like, oh, my sister and everything like that. I really, I don't think it would have had a, an effect on Michelle because she didn't know her mom. She didn't have a, a connection. I mean, it'd be nice to hear her story and stuff, but I don't really know whether or not Michelle would be emotionally affected by it. I don't know. I just don't know. I really don't think bringing up Pam at that time really would have been the best suggestion. Like, oh, remember when your mom, like... They're already feeling this tremendous grief after losing a person. Let's not add on to that. Like, hey, remember when this happened? It's like, they, they're they already dealing with one thing. And they've dealt with the passing of Pan's death. Just to rehash that and bring all that extra pain back again is not appropriate. Alright, the next episode. The next review, guys. I'm sorry. Gives us a 9 out of 10. Titles it Wonderful Though Heartbreaking Episode. This was on September 30th, 2019 by R. Quackers 97674. Alright. <clears throat> I just turned 5 shortly before this episode aired. It was also 2 years before my own great-grandfather passed away. Looking back, I feel pretty sure that this episode helped me prepare for dealing with that. As heartbreaking as the episode is at times, there are still a few laughs, and the subject is presented in a way that children can understand and relate to. Alright, the next one doesn't have a range. It says the most touching Full House episode ever. Warning spoilers. February 23rd, 2017 by Meloda. M-E-L-O-D-A. Alright. One could get... One could not get more emotional than this. Usually regarded as a corny old show, this episode is one that would touch anyone with a true sense of emotion. I remember before it aired, when I was a kid, the fair forewarning before the show explained that the that watching it as a family was best on a very special episode you'll never forget. They weren't kidding. This is truly an episode one could never forget. Though already explained in the official IMDb spoiler synopsis, the following may contain spoilers. As explained in every episode guide, Michelle becomes extra attached to her visiting grandfather who dies unexpectedly. She and her great-grandfather develop an extra close bond, which is so adorable and special to see. Initially, she is very shy of the man, as she is the only one not to have a memory of his first visit in an earlier episode when she was very little. That's right, because she was four going on five. And even when, you know, in the series finale, Michelle, oh, no, when, um, it was the Heartbreak Kid, when Becky was showing Michelle photos of the wedding, which had just happened, like, two years prior, Michelle really couldn't remember too much. So, really, I mean, can I remember specifically, clearly, events from 2018? Some things, but... But then again, as a kid, sometimes things are a little hazy, like, because she's like, I remember itchy knees and some other couple things, so. Uh, so odds are, I mean, she probably isn't going to remember Papuli from, or, or even Melina, like, her 
her little doppelganger gang <laughs> doppelganger twin. Um, I lost my place. Uh, right. Old enough now to understand, she grows very attached and fond of the man. It is very sudden when the family is so saddened, and the music starts to play to hint of it. Brings chills and tears to the eyes of any viewer with half a heart. It is a very special episode, as Michelle and Jesse hide their emotions at first, but use their usual special bond to grieve and work together as a team through the matter. This is a very beautiful beautifully done episode especially when she can relate to their own life when one can relate to their own life experiences to it like he announces that he announces said and we're right about when it first aired it is a very special episode you'll never forget i would love i don't even think there would be a promo for it on youtube i was trying to like look up like i remember the promo for when Steve and DJ break up. I remember the promo where Kimmy gets drunk at that frat party. I remember the promo of the perfect couple when Danny and Vicky break up. Alright, season 5 out of 10. For heaven's sake. I'm, guys, I am, my head. 5 out of 10 character connections August 14th, 2020. So this one's fresh, guys. This one is almost two months old, this review. Amy Lynn, 14001, warning spoilers. In this episode, we see a relative of Jesse's arrive from Greece for unknown reasons, but within the time you see him, two to three scenes, you love Papuli just like the Tanner family does. So once you feel, uh, once you find out he has passed away so suddenly, you feel just as sad and at a loss. After seeing this episode roughly 50, 50 times in my life, I'm emotionally invested in each Full House character, so they are connect. So if they are connected to Papuli like that, I am too. And each and every time I've seen this episode, I've most definitely cried like a baby. I am very impressed with the strong impression they give to Papuli from the beginning of the episode to show how special a man, of a man he is to the family. This episode also dark in content when the family has to handle a grieving loss and the emotion is portrayed as real. One of the only episodes in which comedy or silliness was not in the forefront. But a relatable situation that real families have had to handle. I give this episode five stars because of the instant connection to Papuli I had and the portrayal of grief that was given by each character. I think they did an amazing job bringing the reality of something that's not widely talked about, especially on a family sitcom. The um, episodes I can think of off the top of my head that dealt with grief of a character that we've seen, a main character dealing with the grief of losing someone, uh, one comes to mind, if you've seen Home Improvement, in the episode where Jill Taylor, Tim Taylor's wife, his, his wife, Jill Taylor, her father passes away. And it's really sad because he wants to come visit. She makes up an excuse like, oh, I'm sick or something, don't. And then, sadly, she finds out that he passes away and she feels all this guilt. Um, another one, Growing Pains, when Maggie loses her father. Um, he ends up passing away. I covered that episode last year on the um, Wonder Years podcast. And now I'm, really, I'm just, I'm trying to rack my brain and just think of all the shows that I've, I've watched over the years, if any of them have dealt, 
or even um, the death of a character. Um, I know this isn't a sitcom, it's a teen television drama, but um, One Tree Hill, season three, the death of Keith Scott during the school shooting episode. Um, the OC with the death of Mar Marissa, there's a main character there also that is passed away. But as far as, you know, family sitcoms and stuff, I just can't really think of any other than the, you know, the couple that I mentioned. Let's get back to these reviews here. The next one also doesn't have a rating, just titled, It's a Real Episode. This is July 14th, 2020, or, or July 13th, 2020. I holla 39114. All right. This one looks like it's pretty short. I have the feeling that Papuli really died in real life, so they have to finish the episode for his sake. Um, I don't know about, I don't think that he died right after, but um, I'll have to check that out. Alright, next one, Ever Faithful Power Mandan gives us an 8 out of 10, titles it, Life is Too Short. That it's very true, Power Man, and very, very true. This was put up on IMDb, April 13th, 2019. Here is one of the saddest TV episodes you will ever see. In this, a family member dies in his sleep, but the way it is done is mighty powerful. Jesse's grandfather, Papuli, visits the Tanner house, having lots of fun with everyone, teaching Michelle a Greek dance, and giving DJ some insight on a fight she's having with Kimmy. All seems to be going well. Unfortunately, he passes away of old age and the family is heartbroken. Keep a box of tissues by your side. I said the same thing. Papuli's death makes DJ and Kimmy realize their immaturity and everyone else see that life is short. Ooh, this one gives it a 1 out of 10. The Green Narrow 28184, April 22nd, 2019. What's awful episode? This really... Uh, and it's... Thank goodness it's a short review. <laughs> I watch Full House to laugh, not to cry. This episode was terrible. Skip it whenever possible. I understand that every episode can't be a happy, jolly time, but this was just dreadful. Well, what do I always say, guys? Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. That's just chalk it up as that. Alright, and the last one, of course. Taylor Kingston gives it a 6 out of 10. Labels it Titles it, The One with the Death. November 20th, 2015. Morning spoilers. I saw this episode. I am, er, oh my goodness. I like this episode. I'm not going to lie. The first time I saw it, when I was probably about nine years old, I cried when Papuli died. It's a good episode, but it makes me sad every time I watch it. And even though Papuli wasn't a main character, it is still heartbreaking. In this episode, Jesse's beloved grandfather comes to visit the family. Sadly, while he's there, Papuli unexpectedly dies in his sleep. Jesse is devastated, and so is Michelle, who had recently become very close to him. The family all try to come to terms with the untimely death. Fun fact, the scene where everyone is in the kitchen is one of the only scenes in the entire series not to contain a laugh track or any other sounds. Overall, I give this episode a 6 out of 10, which in my ratings book is good. Um, another, I just thought of it, another episode of Growing Pains where a character passes. Um, Carol Seaver's boyfriend 
Sandy, played by Matthew Perry of Friends. We only saw him for a couple episodes, and yeah, he was due to a drunk driving episode. He uh, passed away due to injuries from that. Um, Alright, let's jump into the trivia. The title is based on the song Last Dance, written by Paul Jabara and sung by Donna Summer in 1978. The 42nd version of the theme song is used. Second and final appearance of Papuli, who dies in this episode. Interestingly, Jesse's dad, Nick, is never mentioned despite the fact that Papuli, his own dad, dies. That's the thing that I don't understand. And I'm also get. I don't want to really say too much because I will get into this later. And even Jeremy agrees with me. Why is it Jesse is the one to be handling all the arrangements? Why not Nick? This is Nick's father. If it's Jesse's grandfather, so what the heck? That is a lot to put on a person. That is a lot to put on a on a person, especially. Ugh. Of course, before I officially get into the episode, I'd like to let you Tanner newbies know where you can find the podcast on social media. It has its own Facebook page. Just type in Full House Podcast, Fuller House Podcast, the Oh My Atlanta Holy Julubas Podcast will pop up in the search bar. Because nobody's got time to put in Oh My Atlanta Holy Julubas, an unofficial Full House Fuller, blah, 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 blah. No one's got time for that. <laughs> on Instagram, it's OMHC Full House Fuller House Pod. And on Twitter, it's OMHC Full House. Also, if you'd like to drop an email about your favorite episodes, favorite characters, favorite moments of the show, either show Full House or Fuller House, just send an email to omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. I always put the email address in the episode description. Also, where you can listen, SoundCloud, you can listen on Podbean. You can listen on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and many, some other <laughs> sites I haven't seen pop up too. So many, many ways to find the podcast. Also, if you're a regular Tanner listener, thank you, thank you. And if you'd like to leave a review, go to iTunes and leave a review. You can use emojis to describe characters, episodes, See if I can guess them. Because, <laughs> you know, there are podcasts out there. They do Patreon. That's cool for them. They give you extra content for a certain amount of money per month. I don't want to do that. I don't want your money. I want to give you guys this stuff for free. Because I love this show. I grew up watching this show. I loved it as a kid, as a teenager, as an adult. I still love it to this day, and I just, I want to share this, you know, these episodes with you for, for absolutely free, just for, you know, your enjoyment. I don't ask anything of you, just, you got a sec, jump on the old iTunes, write a review, that way other Full House fanatics, Fuller House fanatics can find the podcast on iTunes, makes it easier to find, so, makes it to stand out a little bit from, you know, all those other Full House, Fuller House podcasts. <laughs> Alright, so without further ado, let's jump into this episode. Like I said, get your a little a little uh container of tissues because I I can definitely tell you I'm gonna be bawling through the last half of this episode. Alright, here we go. 
I think I did find the promo. Let's play that. I've never, I have not seen this promo in years. So, it says 1994. Promo, <clears throat> excuse me. This promo says 2-5-1994. And The Last Dance did air on the 8th of February. So, this would have been a couple, like three days before. So this um, promo actually has, uh, there's some comments on here. Papuli was one of the best characters in the show. I love how they just come out, this other person, I love how they just come out and spoil the major plot point of the episode in the promo. Wouldn't it have been more, wouldn't it have been more impact if they just played it off as a normal story about grandpa coming to visit them punching viewers in the gut with the ending? Just saying. Eh. Every time I see that episode, I cry. He was on the episode where Jesse and Becky got engaged at the end. I remember that episode. When I was watching this episode in reruns, they took that scene out where Danny was talking to Michelle in the bedroom. You know, they just sort of showed a split second of that scene where Danny said, we're going to pull each other through this. I don't remember seeing that scene in the syndicated version. So... I'm really looking forward to, you know, it's almost like a a piece of the puzzle that's been missing and I just never realized it. So someone pointed like, oh, there's a scene with Danny and Michelle in the bedroom. I'm like, because it seems like it cuts directly to Stephanie telling Michelle, you had to put on a brave face. You can't cry around Uncle Jesse because that isn't going to help him, which I don't think that's right at all. Let's see. Oh, this other person. Yeah, I don't even remember that scene. Okay. The feels. The part where Danny is talking to Michelle could be a deleted part. It could be in the season 7 DVD. It actually is. Okay, good, 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 good. I really don't see why this episode got the very... this Why this episode got the very special episode treatment. Because that's how they bring in the viewers. By saying a very... That's... Like, don't they do that a lot, like, during Sweeps Week? Like, in February and May is when they pull out all the stops. I mean, because May definitely is right around, you know, season finale time for shows. The music promo makes me sad. Never watched much of Full House, but this... Was But was the grandpa even on the show before this episode? Yes, yeah, he was. He was in uh, the Greek Week episode. Wow. Spoiler alert. Looks like grandpa dies, but it really just revealed that grandpa was... Okay, seriously? Why do people got to be perverts in the comment section on these things? I hate that. Really irritates me. See, this is why, honestly, I like to be different from the other Full House podcasts. I like to be the clean one where you can listen to it in front of your kids and not worry about someone, you know, dropping the F-bomb or, or making a disgusting remark about one of the, the girls and one of the, you know, Uncle Jesse or Joey or whatever. It's like, stop it. Or making a Danny Kimmy joke. And it's like, okay, that's just... I mean, if that's what you're there, I mean, there are other Full House podcasts that talk about that stuff, but I don't want to do that here. I respect the characters. I respect, you know, I harp on them a bit. 
but I ultimately, at the end of the day, I respect the characters and respect the actors that, you know, played the characters and stuff like that and brought this family into our living room for eight seasons. And then again, also in Fuller House. So, just, it irks me, but alright. Now let's get to the episode. Oh, I never read the, um... The DVD case description, okay. Jesse's grandfather promises to teach Michelle's classic Greek dance, but everyone learns an even more important lesson. I kind of like the IMDb one better. Description a little better than this one. Just not really a fan. Alright, so we come out of the intro here, and we are in the kitchen. It looks like Danny, Joey, Stephanie, and Michelle are helping... Prepare an uh, appetizer for great-grandpa Katsopoulos, who's going to be arriving shortly. Danny says that they're stuffing um, grape leaves, which it looks like the white material that's on the leaf, the grape leaf, looks like cottage cheese. It definitely looks too, that it looks too thick to be, to be rice. I know I'm going to butcher this name. Dolme? D-O-L-M-A-D-E-S? Dumadey? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. A thousand times I'm sorry. Okay. The Greek Dolmadey are the most famous stuffed grape leaves, or rarely cabbage leaves. The classic stuffing of Greek Dolmadey. Okay. Takes about an hour and 20 minutes. It's categorized as an appetizer, so... There are a lot of different recipes. You can even find them on YouTube. It says, okay, so there are many different kinds. Meat, rice, or just rice as well. So, but it looks, like I said, it looks to me like they're using cottage cheese. Because <laughs> Danny's like, look, if we want to get this done before your great-grandfather Katsopoulos comes here, then we got to get moving. We gotta get stuffing. And of course, Joey takes one and pops it right in his mouth. It's like, Joey, you're not helping. How many of those have you eaten, Joey? You're setting us back even farther now. He's like, I'm stuffing as much as I can. Like, I didn't mean pop one in your mouth. So here's part of it. Okay, I don't recall Michelle ever asking this question when I've seen this episode. But then again, I probably watched the syndicated version because she's asking, does grandpa have a job back in Greece? I don't ever recall her saying that. Interesting. But then I've been told that there is a whole scene of Mich- with Michelle and Danny in her bedroom and her reaction and everything to it's like right after she throws on that little pop stick birdhouse and runs upstairs. I don't ever recall seeing that. If I had seen it, it probably would have been when they aired and it's just been so many years that I just some of these and it it happens with a lot of these episodes. There are scenes because these are clearly the non-syndicated episode uncut episodes that there are scenes that I have not seen and it's Honestly, it is like a Christmas gift because it's like, oh my gosh, I've never seen this before. Oh, an added bonus. I I love, I love these. I love these. There's lines of dialogue or scenes that I haven't seen. So Danny's like, oh, sweetheart, don't you remember? He used to be a fisherman. I don't ever remember that being brought up in Greek Week on what... 
Papuli and Gina's jobs were. And Joey brings up a a memory with Danny. Like, Danny, remember when we were kids and we used to go fishing with your dad? It's another insight into Danny's childhood memory of his father, who we've never met on the show at all. Another golden nugget, if you will. And I love how Danny and Joe are just kind of reminiscing. It's like, yeah, that was the life, wasn't it? Out on the rolling seas. I could still hear my dad's voice. Oh, you know what? I just thought, okay, break away from this for a sec. I wonder if this is what leads into them buying that boat later on in the episode. Like, maybe this is that missing scene that kind of connects that other scene. Or... Uh, maybe not, I don't know. <laughs> Danny's like, I can still hear my dad's voice. Son, ever been this nauseous? <laughs> Here we go. This is how it connects. As Joey brings up, remember that promise we made to each other? And Danny's like, sure do. We were going to save our money and buy a boat and sail around the world. So this is how that connects. For the longest time, I just thought it was some random scene that really didn't really connect or make sense or just came out of nowhere. I'm like, this is it. This is how that connects. Oh my, oh my, I am, thank you. Thank you, unsyndicated, uncut episode of Full House. And Danny's like, whatever happened to that dream, Joey? And Joey says, same thing that happened to all our dreams, Mr. Vice President. <laughs> um, guys, if there's any interference that you're hearing in the background, other than my voice, um, the apartment we're at does lawn care during the week. Apparently today is that day, because I'm recording on Wednesday the 21st. So, I apologize. So, apparently... DJ does not want to hang around and wait for Papuli and Uncle Jesse to show up. So she's going to head to the mall because he says, I can't stop thinking about those, these designer sunglasses that I saw. Because Danny's like, wait a minute, you just got back from the mall. Oh, I get that. It's like one of those things you're like, oh, I really want this, but should I, you know, I'm going to wait. And then you go. And then on the drive back home, you're like, thank you. Like, gosh, I really want those, even though I should maybe wait. And then you get home, you're like, that's it. Getting back in my car. Gonna go get those, that thing I wanted so bad. <laughs> like, one of those things that literally is like, you can't think about anything else and you feel like your life won't be complete until you have this one thing. I feel that all the time. I know. Especially when it comes to books. <laughs> <laughs> and DJ goes on to describe the sunglasses saying how they're round with black metal frames. And Stephanie's like, and these really cool dark purple lenses? And DJ's like, yeah, did you see them on this that styrofoam head at the mall at the store? And Stephanie's like, no, I see them on the wooden head at the door. Because Kimmy comes in wearing and I'm amazed that Stephanie can because when I look at those sunglasses that are on Kimmy's face. They just look like black lenses, but I guess maybe I don't know. Cause Stephanie's like the purple lenses, like they look black to me, but whatever. So and Kimmy comes in and she's wearing this it looks it makes me think of that Dolly Parton song called Coat of Many Colors. Because it's like it almost looks like a patchwork quilt 
like coat that she's wearing but i immediately get the coat of many colors vibes such a beautiful song by dolly parton one of my favorites of hers aside from i will always love you dolly parton has some um, amazing amazing songs if you ever do look on youtube you know how they have like those kids that will sing uh, sometimes a parent will like be filming their kid just because it's this one of this little girl. She's probably about maybe two years old. And she's singing Jolene. And it, it also, the other one that makes me think of that kid that, remember, it was back in 2013. I know, I'm sorry and got off tangent. Um, that song, Say Something, that was a duet with, um, I think it was Great Big World and Christina Aguilera called Say Something. And uh, it's just that that little boy. Just he's his dad is filming him, and he's this little boy sitting in his car seat. He's probably about maybe what maybe four five years old, and he is just crying, just feeling that I, I gotta I gotta find that whole one. had to play that for a minute because it's like with as much as this episode is gonna make me ball my eyes out it's like I, I need that something just and DJ is just like Kimmy and Kimmy is just smiles like hey cool shades huh it's like Kimmy you knew she wanted those okay have you ever had a friend or been that friend that you see your best friend like looking at something wanting something and then you're like oh I gotta have it like oh I gotta have that too or you've had a friend that you want something but maybe you can't afford it right then and then they write out it's like it's not. I don't think it's like they're trying to do it to spite you. I, I, I gotta kind of wonder Kimmy's reasoning. I mean, is it kind of like how she probably feels like maybe DJ is above her in so many ways, on so many levels and stuff. It's like, oh, if I have this one thing, I'll... I, I don't know. I don't know. DJ is frustrated. It's like, Kimmy, you always do this to me. Every time I see something I like, you have to have it. And... Kimmy's like, hey, I left Steve alone. And Steve, meanwhile, is just standing there listening to the his girlfriend bicker with her best friend while he's eating an apple. But it's, when he hears Kimmy say, I, hey, I left Steve alone, he chokes on the apple. <laughs> and don't think I'm not grateful. 
But DJ is so angry that she says, Kimmy, I don't want to be seen together wearing the exact same glasses. To where Kimmy says, well, why don't we just not be seen together at all? And DJ's like, fine with me. It's like, it's a pair of freaking glasses. Get over it. Life is too short to care about stupid glasses. I get it. That's the principle of the thing. But come on. You really don't think... You think that sounds like, Oh my gosh, twinsies. They're wearing the same glasses. Eh. Like, no girls walking down the school of Bayview High are going to be like, Oh my gosh, check it out. They're both wearing the same glasses. Who wore it better? <sighs> or something to that effect. It's like, come on. <laughs> They're just stinking glasses. <laughs> oh, Kimmy is just like, maybe we shouldn't be seen together at all. And the look like, oh, DJ says, fine with me. Ugh. Oh, and of course, Kimmy's like, fine with me. And Stephanie says, fine with me? Like, oh, yeah, I'm cool. We don't have to see Kimmy around here. Great. Oh, my God. And Kimmy just was like, whatever, I'm out. And she turns around and walks away with her coat of many colors that she wore to school that day. I gotta say, I, of the two girls right now, Andrea Barber's hair is gorgeous. It's just soft. It's just gloss. It's just beautiful. Where DJ's, Candace is just, I don't, I don't know. It just looks like it's just kind of laying there. Steve's hair, whoo! Is definitely on point. Love his, ugh, love his hair. Love his hair so much. But the bit, now that I look at the back of just the whole, Kimmy's whole coat, and I promise I'll get off of this in a second. It is so huge. And we know that Kimmy is kind of a tall, lean, you know, string bean, like very, like, slim. And this coat, just, even the back of it, just like, envelops her just like a big old grizzly bear grabbing her in a big old bear hug. like I'm covering you with my bear hair Arr! you know that kind of thing <laughs> come on everybody if we want to get these great leaves ready before your great grandpa Katsopolis gets here you guys are going to have to stuff faster what do you mean in your mouth Joey I'm stuffing her faster like him does have a job back in Greece oh sweetheart don't you remember he used to be a fisherman Hey, Danny. You remember when we were kids, we used to go fishing with your dad? Oh, uh, yeah, that was the life, wasn't it? Out on the rolling seas. I can still hear my dad's voice. Son, ever been this nauseous? <laughs> remember that promise we made to each other? Yeah, I sure do. We were going to save our money and buy a boat and sail around the world. Whatever happened to that dream, Joey? Yeah, same thing that happened to all our dreams, Mr. Vice President. <laughs> the mall. You just got back from the mall. I know, but I can't stop thinking about these designer sunglasses I saw. They're round with black metal frames and these really cool dark purple lenses. Yeah. Did you see them on that styrofoam head at the store? No, I see them on the wooden head at the door. <laughs> Kimmy! Cool shades, huh? Kimmy, you always do this to me. Every time I see something I like, you just have to have it. Hey, I left Steve alone. And don't think I'm not grateful. Kimmy, I don't want to be seen together wearing the exact same glasses. Well, maybe we shouldn't be seen together at all. Fine with me. Fine with me. Fine with me. They're just sunglasses. Jeez. 
<laughs> Put in many colors. Hey everybody, we're home! You know, I was just thinking about the, real quick, about the whole sunglasses thing and how many people made sunglasses cool, like Tom Cruise and Risky Business with the Ray-Bans, and then also then again Tom Cruise in the Top Gun movie with the aviator glasses. And I'm thinking, one person who I thought really rocked a pair of shades, Ryan Felipe in 1999's Cruel Intentions. Oh boy, did he rock those shades. Those were some awesome shades. So, Kimmy's gone. DJ's like, And we hear, hey everybody, we're back! We're home! And everybody jumps out of their seat and rushes into the living room. And Papuli does definitely look a little bit older. It's been three years since the last time we saw him. He's like, hey everybody! His voice kind of makes me think of, um, kind of rough gravelly, like, he's definitely aged a little bit, but he looks virtually the same as he did three years ago. He's just three years older. Pulley's entry just, it, it's kind of funny and a little sad, but it definitely reminds me of this scene from National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation with Aunt Bethany. love how Michelle just takes off running from the door, just arm like literally open and just running into Papuli's arms. And I love how he bends down and he just like lightly like lifts her off the ground, kisses Michelle on top of the forehead. And she says, we missed you, Grandpa. Now, Michelle's reaction here, I bet between season four and season seven, he and Gina, or maybe just Papuli, have made another trip previously to America to visit them. Because the way that Michelle reacts to him is like she's seen him like six months to a year ago. If she hadn't seen him since she was four, she would not have this reaction at all. She, when... In the Heartbreak Kid, when Becky is showing Michelle pictures of their wedding, that would have been two years prior, and Michelle really couldn't recall really a whole lot of that. So I really don't think, I, I bet, I feel, like I said, her reaction is literally like she's seen him a year ago. Because she says, we missed you, Papuli. It's not like they have Skype. It's not like they can have a Zoom call and just, you know, talk to Papuli on a laptop or on a phone or, or whatever. They would have had to most likely write letters because we know in the 90s, long distance, even out of state was expensive. Calling another country would be astronomically expensive. He, he kind of reminds her, like, you remember the last time I was here? I told you to call me Papuli. And he says, Grandpa means someone who is old and gray. So Michelle's like, what does Papuli mean? I love Michelle's energy here. She is just 
It's sad that we never got any real see. I mean, she would have been too young to really, you know, with the scene she had with her grandfather, Nick. Because she would have been maybe three years old at the time. But, I mean, her... And I think, honestly, this is what the story needs is for her to have that bond with Papuli, which is going to bring forth the reaction later when he passes. And just that that heartfelt, like, that deep, deep loss. And as I was saying before, she's going to feel this loss a lot more than she did with Pam. Because, again, Pam passed away when Michelle was just a baby. She doesn't have any memories of her. So, Pupuli says, in Greece, it means someone who is old and great. But it sounds so much better. It's like, it does. I like Papuli. I like the name. I love how his energy is just matched by her energy. Like, literally just matched by, oh, it sounds so much better. It's just like, oh, I love it. I love the energy. And just when you look at Papuli, it's just full. He's full of life and energy and just everything. It's just, when it happens, when he he passes and you're shocked because like he was fine the other he was he was you know he's he's dancing with michelle and he's he's having a you know a flower fight in the kitchen and 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 everything it's just like what happened but then again he is old and more likely depending on i want to look it up how long of a plane ride it would be from greece to San Francisco, because I can imagine even older people, that has got to be really, really hard, like when you get to be a certain age. I honestly, I'm thinking if Jesse is in his 30s, Nick has got to be in his 50s, so that means Papuli's got to be in his, at least his 70s. That that is probably a lot of pressure that can be put on a person's body, anybody's body, but especially somebody who whether he had a pre-existing condition prior to, we don't know about any of that. Gina, of course, is not with him. I, of course, w- probably think, sadly, either she is no longer among the living, or maybe she is ill and she cannot fly. Because there is no mention of Gina. Of course, Danny, like, kind of pushes Michelle out of the way, like, alright, I'm next. Hey, Papuli! And <laughs> Danny's like, so you rem- do you remember me? And he's like, of course I do. It's like, Joey. It's like, uh, no, I'm Danny. And I love how Joey kind of puts his hand up like, uh, I'm, I'm Joey. It's like, of course you are. And I love how Papuli's kind of playing it off like he's pretending he doesn't remember who they are, which maybe that's his, that's his, how he copes with it, I guess, like. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm fine. So, of course, he does kind of confuse each girl for the other. It's like, ah, oh, and little Stephanie is DJ goes to give him a hug. Like, huh, I'm actually DJ. He always, like, as soon as someone corrects him, it's like, oh, of course you are. And, of course, it's like, huh, and little Michelle as he points to Stephanie. I gotta say, I love Jody Spree, Jody Sweden, who plays Stephanie, she's got like her hair, like the long pieces in front, kind of like the hair, like pulled back, and it's got like a little, the two pieces connect, kind of connect, and then the braid that goes down. I think that's pretty cool. I like that. And of course, Stephanie's like, <laughs> I'm actually Stephanie, 
And it's like, ah, of course you are. And Michelle's like, I'm little Michelle. And he's like, yes, of course you are. And I like how he like turns to me like, ah, oh, of course you are. And he turns to Steve and says, and you, I have no idea who you are. And of course, because Michelle's only like six years old, she's like, you have no idea who any of us are. And Jesse's like, all right, all right, that's enough. <laughs> Jesse gets up and says, Papu, this is Steve, DJ's boyfriend. It's like, uh-huh. Jesse, you'll probably be seeing him around here a lot, probably in the kitchen, because <laughs> Steve is munching on an apple. So, of course, Steve's got to go. He's like, hey, Deej, I'll catch you later. Kisses her goodbye. Says, hey, Papuli, see you around. And I love Papuli. It's like, in the kitchen. And I love how Steve's like, you got it. <laughs> I love how Jesse just kind of lightly touches Papuli's face and just kisses him on the cheek. It's like, he loves his grandpa. He really does. And Becky comes down with Nikki and Alex. Like, Papuli, these are your great-grandsons. And, ah, I love how he's, like, Papuli's, like, leaning down to them and kind of, like, with his fingers. It's so cute. Oh, because Jesse's like, Papuli, you remember Rebecca? She comes down with Nikki and Alex. like, ah, who could forget Rebecca? And Michelle's like, I bet you could. Like, okay, that's another. Papuli actually turns her, like, excuse me? He's like, boy, say hi to Papuli. And he's like, I'm a booty. <laughs> it's like, so adorable. Oh, and I love how Papuli is just like, mm, giving him kisses. And they're probably like, oh, who's this old man? Oh, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> we missed you, Grandpa. You remember the last time I was here? I told you to call me Papuli. Grandpa means someone who is old and gray. What does Papuli mean? In Greece, it means someone who is old and gray, but it sounds so much better. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm next. Papuli! <laughs> Sarah, you remember me? Of course I do! Joey! Uh, no. <laughs> I'm Danny. I'm, I'm Joey. Yeah. Of course you are! <laughs> and little Stephanie! Oh. Oh, no. I'm DJ. Of course you are! <laughs> and little Michelle. Uh, mm. I'm Stephanie. I'm little Michelle. Of course you are! <laughs> and you have no idea who you are. You have no idea who any of us are. Uh, Papu, this is uh, Steve, DJ's boyfriend. Uh, uh -huh. You'll be seeing him around here a lot. Probably in the kitchen. Thanks, <laughs> DJ. Catch you later. Okay. Papuli, see you around. In the kitchen, right? <laughs> hey, Papuli, you remember Rebecca? Who could forget Rebecca? I bet you could. <laughs> and Papu, this is Nikki and Alex, your great grandchildren. Boys, say hi to Papuli. Hi, Papuli. Papuli. <laughs> very well be later that day or it could be in the next day maybe it's been a couple days papuli is busy in the kitchen he is making musica he's like as he hands jesse a tray of it ah this is papuli's famous musica it looks like musica from what i am reading here says best known version in europe and the americas is a greek variant created in the 1920s by Nicol nicolas I'm not even going to pronounce his last name because I'm going to butcher it. 
Many versions have a top layer made of milk-based sauce thickened with egg, custard, or flour. In Greece, the dish is layered and typically served hot. Alright, so the different preparation... For heaven's sake, now it's got me back on Greek leaves. I'm not looking at the... I'm looking at the musica... Mm. See, is an eggplant and or potato-based dish often including ground beef, which is common in the Balkans in the Middle East. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Serving temperature, hot or cold. Okay. Main ingredients, eggplant and or potatoes, minced meat. Now, I have never had eggplant. I would be willing to try it if it were served in a dish of sorts, you know, with something else. But definitely, I mean, definitely... Papuli's famous musica, I would be like, give me a fork, I'm diving in, because I bet it's going to be delicious. And Jesse turns around, he's got basically a casserole dish. Gosh, it looks yummy. Girls, of course, are busy at the table. Stephanie's got flour on her nose, on her cheeks, her arms. Michelle, of course, has got it <laughs> right on her upper lip and her mouth, her face flour all over the place. And Jesse's like, Papuli, you have to give us this recipe before you leave. And <laughs> Papuli says, yeah, I'll give you this. I mean, I got this one on the off of the back of uh, Musica Helper, which sounds a lot like Hamburger Helper. Oh, it was a joke as Jesse kind of looks down like, Papuli, come on now. Come on. He's like, oh, I love their interactions together, Jesse and Papuli's. It's just... You just see this emulating just love that Jesse has for his grandfather. DJ comes in the back door. She's moody. She's irritated by Kimmy, who still is wearing those stinking sunglasses during P.E. And it's like, what's wrong with that? And she's like, we were swimming. She goes to a school that's got an in-ground pool? Really? Wow. The only school that I ever went to that had an in-ground pool, I think, was when I was, like, six years old. And I remember this memory because I had a Wonder Woman beach towel that I brought with me. Newsflash to this day, I still don't know how to swim. I even took uh, YMCA swimming classes with my cousins when I was 11, and I still don't know how to swim. Yeah. DJ just pulls out a chair, sits down at the kitchen table, it's like, Kimmy is the most irritating person in the entire world. And I love how Stephanie's like, welcome to our side. You're like, you finally get it. She wa- That's the thing about sunglasses. Who's wearing them inside? I always kind of see, like, I mean, I don't want to not say it's a trope, but it just seems like when a woman is wearing sunglasses, especially indoors, the first thing that comes to mind is domestic abuse or someone's hiding black eyes or something. I mean, you're wearing glasses indoors, something is going on with your eyes. Either domestic abuse or you're trying to hide like you're under the influence of something. It's like, even in gym, and Papuli's like, what's wrong with that? And DJ says, we were swimming. No one's wearing sunglasses. She was doing it, honestly. You know Kimmy was doing this despite DJ the whole time. Like, I got these sunglasses you, you don't. I gotta wear them all day because I know it annoys you. This is just a petty little squabble in the many squabbles of DJ and Kimmy. 
Very first one, Tanner versus Gibbler, where DJ throws her a party. Then there's another episode, Good News, Bad News, I haven't covered it yet, where DJ is the editor of the school paper. Kimmy is doing the sports section. She messes up. And they have a big fight, like, this is the end of our friendship. Now our friendship is really over. Because Kimmy, like, prints a rag magazine about stuff about DJ. If you thought that this fight was the only fight they're going to have for the rest of the show, there is one more in season six, uh, la, 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 season eight with Under the Influence, which I will be covering in my serious episode series where Kimmy, DJ go to a frat party, Kimmy's under the influence, DJ takes care of her, yeah. Just on and on about these sunglasses, like, oh... She knew I wouldn't wear them if she bought them, but she bought them anyway. But Papuli, of course, is going to throw out some wise words. A story, if you will, from his days in, in Greece. He says, you know, this sounds like a fight that two men in my village had. Yeah, that's right. Nikos and the slippers. Okay, Nikos bought his wife a beautiful pair of pink ox hair slippers. All right, so he bought it for his wife. Okay. Um... Remember Greek Week? Nikos, the village idiot, who they kept referring you know, to Joey as Nikos, the village idiot, because of the jokes and everything like that. So, Nikos, the village idiot, had a wife. Bought her some pink ox hair slippers. Andreas, of course, found out about it, and he bought the very same slippers. And DJ's like, well, maybe his wife had cold feet. And Jesse kind of jumps in. It's like, Deej, you're missing the point of all... You're missing the point. All of Papuli's stories have a lesson, okay? And Jesse's just really, like, trying to hammer this into DJ. It's like, he's passing down the wisdom of our Greek ancestors. So listen, okay? It's like, Jesse, you need to, like, not interrupt and let Papuli tell the story, Okay. And Jesse keeps going on, like, now this story's not just about ox hair slippers. Like, it's about, well, uh, this particular story. What's the story about, Papuli? And he's like, it's about time you shut up and listen. Shut up and let me finish the story here. I love how John Stamos is just the smiling. I love it. He just he loves his grandpa and just the stories that he's probably told Jesse a hundred times that never get old. And he's imparting wisdom on his great grandkids. Okay, Andreas wasn't even married. He bought the slippers because Nico had the slippers. Again, I say, if you've ever been in a situation where you've had a friend who sees that you want something, you probably can't afford it right away, and they go out and buy it just because it's something you want. It's like they have to have something that you want so maybe they can feel, I don't know. Have you ever had a friend or, in the other case, been that friend that's like, oh, they really want this. I'm going to go out and get it first. That way they can feel envious of me instead of me feeling envious of them all the time. So, Andreas, of course, walked around all day in town with those slippers on. And, of course, they kind of add, um, of course he had the legs to carry it off. And they're like, anyway, back to the story. Nikos was so mad at Andreas, he never spoke to him again. And Jesse's like, Pointing out, like, see, Deej, words to live by from Papuli, okay? Now, you know what he's talking about? And, of course, DJ's like, yeah, Andreas was a jerk just like Kimmy is. And it's like, 
No, that was not the point of the story. And the thing about this story, Nico's bought the slippers for his wife, right? So, and he's just mad at Andreas for buying these slippers? Like, what, are you trying to show up? show up his wife. If anything, wouldn't the wife be irritated? Like, oh, this guy's wearing the slippers. Like, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm reading too much into it, of course. Like I do. That's just me. I do that. You guys, you've listened to me talk for a while now, if you've been a regular listener. You know I tend to, like, really get into this. And it's like, well, yes, yes, that's right. Isn't that right, Papuli? It's like, no, that's not right. It's not right, Deej. <laughs> DJ's already gone upstairs. And Michelle just looks around at the table. There are, like, bowls, metal bowls filled to the brim with flour. So it's like, wow, we got flour everywhere. And Papuli's like, ah, don't worry. When we got flour on the hands, where do we wipe them off? Michelle's like, on, a to- on the towel? It's like, no, my little Michelle. On our nose. The devs, her nose with a little bit of flour on. And there's a little bit of Greek music kind of pops in here and it's just like oh it just it's a cute celebrate it just they're throwing flour <laughs> they're having fun michelle is getting into it's like how about on our cheeks and she takes both her hands puts it in the bowl of flour and just rubs papuli's cheeks oh and and papuli kind of leans into michelle like hey you missed a spot he's kind of pouring like good stephanie <laughs> and i love how michelle like takes a little bit and just like takes her her arms just kind of <laughs> Right in Stephanie's face. And oh, Papuli's like, Hoppa! And they're just throwing flour in the air. Stephanie's like, They're all getting into it. And Jesse's hey! And Papuli's like, What? It's like, You're making a mess. <laughs> Jesse's like, Oh, pop, pop, pop. Hey, 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 kids! <laughs> oh, they're like, What? They're covered in flour! It's like, look, guys, you're making a mess here. Papuli's like, what mess? This is a celebration. It's like, opa, come on, Jesse, get in the, the party. I love Jesse. He's like, all right, I'll try. Here we go. Everybody, ready? He takes, like, a little bit, like, between his fingers and says, Happy New Year. <laughs> oh, come on. You can do better than that, Jesse. We're getting literally just, like, flinging flour in the air. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and Papuli's just, he's getting into it. He's like, oppa, oppa. And he's kind of like dancing in a circle. And it's just, it's cute. It's just, it's, I love this. It's, it just, it breaks your heart to realize what's going to happen so soon, shortly after. Papuli's famous moussaka. Mmm, smell that, girl. Smell that. Isn't that delicious? Papuli, you have to give us this recipe before you leave. No problem. This one I got off the back of a box of Musaka Helper. <laughs> Kimmy is the most irritating person in the entire world. Welcome to our side. You know, she wore those sunglasses all day in school. Even in gym. What's wrong with that? We were swimming. <laughs> and she knew I wanted those glasses. And she knew that I wouldn't wear them if she had them, but she bought them anyway. You know, this sounds like a fight that two men in my village had. Nikos bought his wife a beautiful pair of pink axel slippers. Andreas found out about it and he bought the very same slippers. Well, maybe his wife had cold feet. 
Deej, Deej, you're missing the point. Now, all of Papu's stories have a lesson, okay? Now, he's passing down the wisdom of our Greek ancestors, so you gotta listen, okay? Now, this story is not just about ox hair slippers. It's about, uh, well, this, this particular story, what's the story about, Papuli? It's about time you shut up and let me finish the story. <laughs> the point is that Andreas wasn't even married. He bought the slippers because Nikos had the slippers. Well, he walked all around town in those slippers. <laughs> of course, he had the legs to carry it off. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Nikos was so mad at Andreas, he never spoke to him again. Da. See? See, Deej? Words to live by from Papuli, okay? Now you know what he's talking about? Mm-hmm. Andreas was a jerk, just like Kimmy. Well, yes, yes, that's right. Is, uh, is that right, Papu? Not right. That's not right, Deej. Wow, we got flour everywhere. Yeah, she got Don't a worry. Elbows. When we got flour on our hands, where do we wipe them off? <laughs> on a towel? No, my little Michelle. On our nose. <laughs> How about on our cheeks? That's the idea. <laughs> Only we missed a spot. <laughs> Hoppa! <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hoppa! Hoppa! Hey, 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 kid. Why? Guys, you're making a mess here. What mess? This is a celebration. Hoppa! Come on, Jesse, get in the party. Hoppa! All right, I'll try. Here we go, everybody. Ready? Happy New Year. Hoppa! 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 Okay, you want Hoppa? In the next scene here, we are in the living room with Papuli and Michelle, and he is teaching her a Greek dance. I love how he's holding her little hand, and he's got his arm, his other arm out and everything, and she's just kind of, you know, watching his feet and just kind of trying to mimic that, and it just, it's sweet. Jesse is just so happy, like, oh, all right, here we go. It's like, we're making someone a dancer. Michelle is so excited. She's like, Uncle Jesse, Papuli's teaching me how to do a Greek dance. Papuli's teaching me how to do a Greek dance. Come on, Jesse, we shot a couple steps. And Papuli goes over and like, come on, Jesse, we'll show her a couple steps, huh? And of course, I mean, Papuli's got an arm on Jesse's shoulder, and Jesse's like, oh, no, no, thanks, Papuli. I, I really don't dance. It's like, we've seen Captain Video season, the end of season five. We know that he does not have the best coordination. Oh, yeah, those are fighting words to Papuli. It's just like, I don't dance. He immediately turns off the tape and says, You're Greek, you dance! Michelle says, Papuli, am I Greek? And Papuli turns to Michelle and says, Of course you are, my little Michelle. And she kind of looks at him with these big, beautiful, innocent eyes and she says, I don't feel Greek. And he says, you know, well, to feel Greek, you must be proud. You know, proud of your ancestors, the great authors and thinkers. And I love, you know, he sits on the couch with her. He's got an arm around her. And he's like, of course, you should enjoy life a little bit, too. Papuli's like, that's why we dance. Because we can contain our happiness. Right, Jesse? 
Jesse, of course, Lee. Well, listen, I mean, my heart is Greek, but my, my feet, it's just my feet don't know it. I love how Pavoli just kind of waves on. Ah. Jesse's like, hey, look, you guys have fun. You dance. I'm going to clean up the little celebration in the kitchen. And Michelle brings up the fact that it's share time at school next week. Would you come to my class and teach a Greek dance to everybody? Before Jesse leaves, I love how he kind of touches Michelle's cheek and says, you're doing great, Michelle. Oh, she says, it's Papuli, it's share time at school next week. She says, next Monday. He says, could you come and teach my class a Greek dance? And he says, of course I can, my sweet little Michelle. Oh, let it, let it kiss and aww. And she looks at him and says, I love you, Papuli. And he's like, oh, and I love you too. Come on, Jesse, we short a couple steps, huh? No, no, no thanks, Papa. I, I really don't dance. You're Greek, you dance. <laughs> Am I Greek? Of course you are, my little Michelle. I don't feel Greek. Well, to feel Greek, you must be proud. Proud of your ancestors, the great authors and thinkers. Of course, uh, you should enjoy life a little bit, too. <laughs> That's why we dance, because we cannot contain our happiness. Right, Jesse? Listen, my heart is Greek. It just, my, my feet don't know it. Listen, you guys have fun, dance. I'm going to go clean up the little celebration in the kitchen. You're doing great, Michelle. Papuli, it's your time at school next Monday. Could you come and teach my class a Greek dance? Of course I can, my sweet little Michelle. Mwah! I love you, Papu. Oh, and I love you too. Mm. <laughs> Guys, you just hear that music, and my golly, it's like your heart just slips right out of your, like, into your stomach, and just—I mean, it's—it looks like it's nighttime, and. Whether this happened earlier in the day, you know, it's evening, and you just see Danny is just sitting at the table. He's got his his hand in a, in a fist, just kind of like, just at his, his head just, everyone is visibly, I mean, everybody is upset. DJ is crying at the table. S Stephanie, so everyone's just visibly upset. And Becky, of course, is just kind of, you know, standing behind Jesse and just kind of, you know, rubbing his shoulder. And Jesse just looks like he is just a mess. Just, he's just, he's like, it's, it's like a bad dream or something. And I love how Becky is being such a s supportive partner here. And she... She puts her arms around Jesse from behind and just, it's like, I know, I know. And, and she says, you know, but you know, at least Papuli died peacefully in his sleep, you know? And Danny's like, you know, we know how much he meant to you, Jess. He meant a lot to us, too. And DJ is just like, you know, we're all, we're all gonna miss him. Guys, the thing is, everybody deals with grief in their own way. Some people shut down emotionally. Some people put up a wall. Some people are like, I got things to do. I just, they need to like keep their mind and themselves busy so they can kind of just kind of 
And that's what Jesse's doing. He's just... But now, before he gets to that stage of, like, I got so many things to do, he's just wondering, like, I just, I, I, I feel so helpless. I feel like if I, if I had been there, I, I, I could have done something. And Becky's like, honey, there is nothing you could have done, okay? Nothing. She's like, there's nothing that you could do. Because he gets up from the table and he walks over to the kitchen island and she follows him. And he's like, I, I feel like I, I, I could have helped him or something if I'd have been there. And she's like, honey, there's nothing that you could have done. There's nothing any of us could have done. Because suddenly, Babuli probably did. He passed away in his sleep. And by the time that people went there to wake him up, he was already gone. And Jesse finally, you know, he sits back down at the table. And she's like, he was just such a beautiful man. He was just so full of love and, and life. And now he's gone. And I'm just thinking, it's like, back when this aired, did we really kind of know, even based on the promo, that this was going to happen? I mean, I can't even remember, but I know that I was shocked when I first saw this. Because for Jesse, this came out of nowhere. Papuli was fine. They were having a celebration in, in the kitchen with the, with the flower. It's just, it just, for someone to be fine and just all of a sudden the next day just be gone like that with no explanation and no understanding as to why, why did this happen? He was fine the other day and now he's gone. And you know, just that reason. It's like you're just looking for, for a reason, for it's a way to understand. Like, it doesn't make sense. And that's the thing about life and everything. These things like this, it doesn't make sense. Somebody could seem so healthy on the outside, but who knows what's going on. I mean, he's right. Pupuli, he, he was old and he probably could have had things going on that nobody, maybe he didn't even know about. You know, we didn't know if he was seeing a doctor in Greece. We don't know if... He was having issues, you know, with his, with his heart or cholesterol or, or, or any of that stuff. But Stephanie, of course, is like, Uncle Jesse, are you okay? I'm like, Steph, I get that you're trying to be supportive or whatever you're doing, but it's like, visibly, no, he, he's not okay. I get it. Stephanie was there with the celebration and everything, and DJ like listened to his story. But the ones that were really, honestly, the ones that are deeply affected, like, are Jesse and Michelle. Michelle, who has no idea, she comes into this, you know, happy from her honeybee meeting and everything like that, and she's made a little popstick birdhouse for Papuli, and just everyone is just sitting there on this information and just having to break this to her, and it's just like, oh my god. And if you think about it, this is the second death that these characters, well, as far as the girls and Jesse, the last death that he had to do was his sister. And the same thing for the girls. So it's just, I'm surprised, like, maybe that's not bringing that, but I get it. This episode is like a Jesse and Michelle type of thing where they have to come together and, you know, with, with their grief and everything. And Jesse, of course, is just kind of like... His hands over his eyes. It's like he's... At this point, the wall is up. 
And he's like, like, I'm fine. All right. You know what? I, I don't have time for this. I have so many things to do. And everyone's like, you know, Jesse, we can help. Don't worry about it. We, we can take care of that. He's like, no, no, he was my grandfather. I have to do this. You know, I mean, I was Michelle's age when my grandfather, my mom's father passed away. And, you know, I was very sad and, you know, learning about death for the first time. But as, as I've said in past podcasts, when my dad passed away, it's like everything happened so fast. It's like that Friday he had, he had passed away. And then from there we were going to the funeral home. You know, we had to write an obituary. It's like, you don't, I mean, take a look sometime and just look at obituaries and just see some of the heart it's basically a family sits down me and my sister you know my dad's you know brothers and sisters and of course Pam my dad's girl had sat down it's like you have just so many words trying to sum up the life of a person and what they meant and just and you realize that person is so much more than words on paper. And not just that, guys. Picking out a casket and 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 everything and just making funeral arrangements and it's just I I feel bad for Jesse that he feels like, you know, he's the one making all the arrangements because of course they have to, you know, take Pavoli's body body and, you know, send it back to Greece. You know, he's not going to be buried in, in the U.S. He probably, you know, made arrangements prior to to be buried, you know, w next to his wife, Gina. And it's just like, it. I really wish that Nick could have been here. I mean, come on. To pile all of this onto Jesse. Just like, ugh. You know, because he's saying, you know, I got to make the arrangements clearly, of course, to ship the body back to Greece and... Everyone's like, well, we want to help. Yeah, Jesse, I mean, we can take care of all that. Jesse's like, no, you know what? This is, it's my responsibility. And Jesse just, he leaves the table. It's like, this is too much. This is how Jesse, just think of the miracle of Thanksgiving. The first Thanksgiving without Pam and how Jesse just emotionally shut down and just kind of put up a wall. Sometimes, I mean, it's it's nice, I get it, they want to help, but it's like, the best thing you can do, honestly, for him right now is just to back off and let him deal, handle his emotions, how he's going to handle them. Because if he needs to, he will come to you. Yes, let him know that you're available there if he wants to talk, but that's not what he needs right now. And I get DJ, you know, it's like, why won't Uncle Jesse let us help him? And it's like, well, people deal with grief in their own way. This is just how Jesse kind of deals with with things. Shuts other people out and just, like, I gotta be doing something else. I gotta be doing something, like, anything to get my mind off of it. This, like, this podcasting thing. When my dad was in the, the hospital and when he passes, like, I have to have something else to put my mind and my focus into because I am going to fall apart completely if I'm just sitting here, you know, if I was just sitting here thinking about my dad and everything like that, then I'm just going to emotionally lose it and just break down. And I'm like, I need something else, anything else to focus my energy and attention to. And that's why I am so... 
I'm thankful that I've been, you know, had this as something to, and I'm grateful that I had my family to talk to through the grieving process and everything like that. You know, my husband was a rock for me when my dad passed away. That's the thing, guys. You, you, you need the support system. Somebody, anybody, whether it's a family member or a friend or a confidant of some kind, whether they live a hundred miles away or whatever, just somebody. But like I said, everyone grieves differently. Some people grieve alone. Some people feel comfortable talking to some people to help them work through their feelings. Others want to grieve in peace, in private. It's when DJ is like, why won't Uncle Jesse let us help him? Becky sits down in the chair next to her and says, oh honey, it's just his way of dealing with the pain. You know, by keeping busy and everything. Oh, boy. <laughs> Michelle comes in and everyone's like, oh, shoot. Because Michelle doesn't know. You see, immediately everyone just puts their... In a way, it's like, okay, we have to keep calm for, for Michelle and everything. Becky's, you know, wiping her, her tears away and everything. TJ's kind of... Wiping a hand over her eye. She's like, hi everybody, I made this for Papuli. Where is he? I want to show it to him. And everyone just looks at each other like, oh. Danny is the one, of course, that has to break the news to Michelle. This isn't, <laughs> I thought it was a birdhouse. It's just like um, a surrounded, it's like that when they, during the birthday blues episode, when they're going to make a popsicle house or whatever with popsticks popsicle sticks, and they only got a fence. This is her basically completing that entire thing. And he's like, oh, hi, honey. How was your honeybee meeting? And she's like, it was great. I made this for Papuli. Where is he? Stephanie is just... Everyone just looks at each other like, oh, God. Stephanie looks up to Joey, and it's just tears are just streaming down Stephanie's face. And Michelle... Definitely takes a read of the room and she's like looking at everyone like something's wrong. Oh, before she says that, Danny says, Michelle, Papuli's not here. And I mean, even DJ at this point, it's just she is just broken down in tears and she turns to Becky, who's got an arm around her. And that's when Michelle's like, something's wrong. Even Danny cannot keep the tears out of his voice. And Danny's like, sweetheart, this is not easy to say to you. He says, this morning after you went to school, we went to wake up Papuli from his nap. And Michelle, he died in his sleep. They went to wake up Papuli and he says, Michelle, he died in his sleep last night. And Michelle can't even fathom it. She's like, what? And Danny, of course, is just trying to explain it away. Just like he, he was just, he was very old and his heart gave out. And Michelle is like, she won't hear. She's like, no, he's not dead. And she just slams that little pop's sickle stick closure fence, whatever, on the ground and just runs upstairs.
It's like a, a bad dream or something. Papuli died peacefully in his sleep, you know? You know how much she meant to you, Jess. She meant a lot to us, too. Well, gonna miss him. It's just... So helpless. It's like... If I could have been there, I could have done something. You know, I could have helped them. I could Honey. There was nothing that you could do. There was nothing that any of us could do. You're right. She's such a beautiful man. Just so full of love and life. Now he's gone. Jesse, you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, I'm, I, I don't have time for this. I got so many things to do, make the arrangements. And... Well, you want to help? Yeah, Jess, we, we can take care of all that. No, you know what? This It's my responsibility. I'm just... I'm sorry, guys. I'll, 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 I'll take it. Why won't Uncle Jesse let us help him? It's just his way of dealing with the pain, you know, by keeping busy. Hi, everybody. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Daddy. Well, how was your honeybee meeting? It was great. I made this for Papuli. Where is he? Michelle, Papuli's not here. Something's wrong. Uh, sweetheart, this is, uh, this is not easy to say to you. Uh, this morning after you went to school, we uh, went to wake up a pool. Michelle, he died in his sleep last night. What? He was, he was just, he was very old and his heart gave out. No, he's not dead! So we're going to help pull each other through this, okay? Okay. Anything you want to ask me? No. Okay, well, if you do, I'm here for you. So if you have any questions about what you're feeling or about what happened, you just come talk to me, okay? Okay. Okay. I love you. 
Okay, so this scene here is the scene that most likely I saw when the episode aired. It's been many years. I probably blocked it out and I haven't seen it until now. Whenever it's on Hulu, it usually it's the syndicated. So it always cuts from there to Stephanie talking to Michelle on her bed. And Danny goes up, pretty much follows Michelle up to her room as Michelle collapses on her bed. Just asking, you know, why did he have to die? Why did Papuli have to die? And she's just like, it's not fair. And Danny's like, I know. As Michelle sits up and Danny's sitting on the bed with her, he's like, it's a part of life, sweetie. And he says, Papuli led a long and full life. And Michelle's like, it makes me so mad. It just, I mean, the only thing with Jesse and Michelle is just gold 100%. But I really honestly wish, because... I don't know whether this is Mary-Kate or Ashley, but when she says, it makes me so mad, it's like, there's no, um, there's no, like, oh, it makes me so mad. There's not, she's like, it makes me so mad. It's like, you're not sounding mad. I, I mean, she showed more emotion when she slammed that popsicle stick whatever on the floor. And she said, no, he's not dead. So maybe it's just, we don't need, maybe the, She'll thought, well, we don't need so many scenes of Michelle being angry and just... And Danny is like, it's okay to be feel mad. You lost somebody that you love. And Danny says, but we're a family, right? We're gonna, we're gonna help each other, pull each other through this, okay? And she says, okay. And Danny says, is there anything you want to ask me? And she just says, no. I get it. Another thing I'm kind of curious. Were the girls... Mary-Kate or Ashley, were they, did they have a cold? Because she does sound a bit, and I'm not trying to downplay the scene by saying this, but she does sound like she is a bit congested, like maybe the girls were sick, one of them had a cold, and they are just trying to work through the scene as best as they could. And I like that Danny says, you know, okay, well, I mean, if you do have questions, I'm, I'm here for you, you know that, right? He says, if you have any questions about what you're feeling or what happened, you just Come talk to me, okay? I gotta say this. Um, and I know that Michelle, what she's feeling on this level with Papuli can definitely bring pain back for what, you know, Danny felt, you know, for his wife passing away. Granted, it's two different playing fields where Danny lost a spouse, Michelle lost a great-grandparent, but... It's still, you're dealing with losing someone. And, I mean, I don't, I mean, and I know this scene doesn't warrant that. It doesn't necessarily need it. But I just wish that even Danny would have had a little bit more emotion there. It just, the line delivery just feels kind of flat. Like, Danny could have said, you know, um, I understand what you're feeling, Michelle. You know, I lost your mom and... When she passed, I just, I felt so angry and just, like, maybe he could, but I think in the part is that we don't really need that. We're going to get that with Jesse and Michelle because they're pretty much on the same playing field of emotion where they both, Papuli was a grandfather to Jesse and a great grandfather to Michelle, and they're both feeling on that same level of emotion of 
helplessness of, of hurt and pain and loss. And that's how they work through it together because they're both feeling, I mean, they're both feeling that, that same emotion and everything like that. And they're so connected that they can help each other through it. And I feel like, you know, Danny leaves and then, St I do not like what Stephanie says here. This is the wrong kind of information that you give someone. She, in a way, is telling Michelle to spare Uncle Jesse's feelings because he's in pain enough as it is. We're not going to talk about how bad we're feeling and how hurt we're feeling that Papuli. It's almost like our feelings are not important right now. We need to help Uncle Jesse. And it's not going to do him any good to see us crying. So those tears, hold them in. Just bury that pain and emotion and sadness inside of you. Just think of something funny like Joey stuffing a whole donut in his mouth. Remember Furry Murray? Um, Teddy had given Michelle that when he had moved to Amarillo. And she had given her pig Pinky. I see Furry Murray on, on the bed there and she actually grabs this little rabbit and is just holding the rabbit and just Stephanie comes in and talks to her. I want to know where this line of thinking came from Stephanie and you know what I think? Think of all the times that Danny has said this to Stephanie and goodbye Mr. Bear I know there's another episode um, when, in season one, when they couldn't go to Disneyland and Stephanie was bummed about it. And Danny's just like, honey, that pain that you feel, you need to just stamp that down. You need to be happy. Play with your toys. It's like, he just wants to put on this mask of happiness all the time and just Bury the sadness and emotions and everything and what you're really feeling. It's like basically putting on an act that everything's fine. So, whether that's been ingrained in Stephanie, and because we know how Stephanie reacted to her mother. We learned that in Fuller House. Remember when mom died and how you just went in your room and you didn't come out and you hid from everybody? So that, I mean... I just, I don't understand where Stephanie's coming from, whether Becky said that, or DJ told Stephanie, or what is this, I just, it bothers me, this line of thinking that Stephanie has here, with the burying the emotions, and we want to spare Jesse, we want to spare Uncle Jesse any pain, so let's not show him. We gotta stay strong. Let's not show him that we're upset otherwise. If we start to cry, then he will too. And Michelle even is surprised. Like, Uncle Jesse was crying. And Stephanie says, well, he didn't want me to see it first, but I did. Because Michelle sees Uncle Jesse. And Jesse probably does, because, you know, the masculine way in his mind is, you don't show your tears. You don't wear your heart on your sleeve. You don't cry. They see him as the strong man who never I honestly feel like there's a part of, of men that you don't see a man or woman fully until they 
they experience loss and you just see who they really are for the first time. You see someone in their vulnerable state and you are seeing them, the real them, not the act that they're putting on. So Stephanie sits, says, you know, how you doing, Michelle? And Michelle's like, I feel like crying. And Stephanie sits down next to Michelle on Michelle's bed and pats her back and says, me too. I feel like crying. And Stephanie says, but we can't do that in front of Uncle Jesse. And Michelle's like, why not? And Stephanie says, because if he saw us crying, he'd start to cry too. Oh, she says, if he saw us crying, he might start to cry again too. Michelle is surprised. She's like, Uncle Jesse was crying? And Stephanie says, well, he started to, but he didn't want me to see. He didn't want me to see, but I did. Oh my gosh, Stephanie, this just uh, angers me so much. She's like, Michelle, we gotta be brave for Uncle Jesse. Locking in your own emotions is not going to help someone work through this process, Steph. As honestly, where is she getting this line of thinking from, DJ? Did Becky say, now girls, your Uncle Jesse's really having a hard time with this and everything. We need to just... I don't think Becky would have made Stephanie and DJ promise that they wouldn't cry. I This has got to be coming from Stephanie. and what She has learned over the years to hide emotionally. We have to protect. We got to keep up a brave front for Uncle Jesse. We got to let not let him know that we're sad too. And Michelle is just looking at Stephanie like, I don't know if I can do that. And Stephanie is like, you have to. Michelle is only six years old. She's like, but how can I stop myself from crying? And Stephanie's like, just think of something funny. Like Joey's stuffing a whole donut in his mouth. And Michelle's like, yeah, that always makes me laugh. Jesse, of course, is on on the phone. As he walks in, just kind of making the arrangements, just saying, I'll be there in a few days. And Elaine, okay, that's who he's speaking to. He's like, I'll be there in a few days. So he's making arrangements to go back to Greece, probably to accompany you know, his, his grandfather's body and be there and everything. Jesse gets off the phone and looks at the girl and says, girls, are you okay? And Stephanie's like, yeah. And Michelle just has this look on her face like but Jesse comes over and really looks at Michelle like Michelle are you okay? You alright Michelle? Michelle has just get the, got this look on her face like she is in a whole other like Michelle <laughs> like her mind is just somewhere else it's like that that steel, that steel wall just slams right down on those emotions and he's like what are you doing and I get it this seems like it's being played for laughs because you hear like <laughs> like the, the audience doesn't know like is it okay to, to laugh at this scene as Michelle says the lines thinking about Joey stuffing a whole donut in his mouth on that last whole donut in his mouth line she starts to slowly cr- like her voice kind of shudders at that like, she is really trying to keep it together. And I come for a six year old to be able to just shut off her emotions like that because he's like, oh, 
All right, well, you girls hang in there. Looks like I'm going back to Greece for a few days. Jesse leaves, and Stephanie puts an arm around Michelle and says, Good job, kid. As Michelle leans her head against Stephanie's shoulder. Hey, Michelle. Hi. How you doing? I feel like crying. Me too. But we can't do that in front of Uncle Jesse. Why not? Because if he saw us crying, he might start to cry again too. Uncle Jesse was crying? He started to. He didn't want me to see, but I did. Michelle, we gotta be brave for Uncle Jesse. And not let him know that we're sad too. I don't know if I could do that. You have to. But how can I stop myself from crying? Just. Think of something funny, like uh, when Joey stuffs a whole donut in his mouth. Yeah, that always makes me laugh. All right, Emily, I'll, I'll be there in a few days. Girls, you okay? Yeah. You all right, Michelle? <laughs> what are you doing? Thinking about Joe stuffing a whole donut in his mouth. Oh. All right. Now you girls hang in there. I just talk to the relatives. Looks like I'm going back to Greece for a few days. Good job, kid. All right, now... We are in the backyard. We hear this bell going off. Danny did it. He bought a boat. And I'm just looking at the foliage in the backyard. Leaves are on the ground. They're definitely peak to past peak color at this point. So I'm guessing this has got to be, what, October, November at this point? Danny's wearing a ship captain's hat. He's like, ahoy, matey. Always oh, like, Danny, where'd you get the boat? And Danny's laying down like, what boat? Like the one taking up the majority of space in your backyard, that boat. Danny's like, I bought it. And Becky's like, Danny, you went out and bought a boat just like that? She says, it took you six months to decide between liquid or powder, powder bleach. Danny's like, yeah, well, this is different. And as he looks at Joey and says, this is something we've always dreamed about. I'm surprised well, as close as they live to the bay that they didn't already have a boat. <laughs> it's like, isn't that right, little buddy? And he kind of slaps Joey on the shoulder and he gives him... This looks like the the um Gilligan hat. Isn't that right, little buddy? <laughs> Joey wearing that hat. Joey's like, aye, aye, Captain. Joey's like, I hear exactly what you're saying. And Joey's like, after everything that's happened this week, it makes you realize your life's really short. You should really go for your dreams. Or you've got no reason to wake up in the morning and scratch yourself. I'm like, okay, you didn't have to add that last part there. Danny, of course, pulls the life ring off the boat and he says, Hey, everybody, check this out. I got the perfect name for our vessel. And it says Papuli in block letters. And Joey's like, hey, Papuli, I like it. And Jesse's kind of been silent the whole time. He's like, so do I. Thanks, Danny. And I think Papuli would like it, too. I like this hug here. He's like, thanks, Danny. And Danny, or Jesse, like, puts an arm around, one arm around 
Danny's side and then one along the back of his neck. And, and you just see Jesse really lean into He is about, literally, he is so ready to break down. It's like he's been holding it in all week and it's just, he's just waiting. But of course he, he pulls back and it's just, it's like this is not the time to break down. As you see Jesse start to kind of rub his eye and you hear the audience go, aww. And Jesse again is like, you know, I gotta go check the airlines and make sure they take me to Athens, Greece and not Athens, Georgia. Because again, he's like, He's trying to shut down that emotion again. Like, I got a bunch of calls still to make and everything. And Becky is like, Jess, you know what you need to do? You need to slow down and take time for yourself. It's like, Becky, as nice as those words sound, it's like, you gotta let Jesse handle this how he's gonna handle this. You telling him what he needs to do and how he needs to take time for himself. It's like, everyone deals with this in their own way. Some people stay busy. Some people shut down. Some this is just his. This is how he processes. He's processing this. And maybe he feels like breaking down in front of the family. It's like he's always been the strong man, you know, for his wife, for his family. He doesn't want to appear vulnerable to them. And he's like, you know, I'll be fine. I just want to call the airlines and confirm. You know, I don't want to end up in Athens, Georgia. And I'm just like, yeah, this is 1993. 94? 93? 94. Um, you couldn't just get on your cell phone and log into the airline app and then say, okay, looks like my flight is still, everything's good. There haven't been any changes due to the flight schedule, no delays or anything. It's amazing how nowadays you have all, your boarding pass even, everything that you need to know about your flight is on an app now. You don't have to bother with bug in an airline, which, imagine how many prompts you gotta get through now just be, be able to speak to somebody. Which, they'll probably, like, well, here, download this app, put in your information, and then if you can't find what you're looking for, then call me back. Again, Kimmy comes in, she's got the glasses still, she's like, hey, Beavis and Boathead. Do you know how many, over the years, how many digs they've gotten at her expense? She's given it back just as good as they give it to her. Like that, it's it's a jean sleeveless jacket, but it's got like the multi. Of course, Kimmy, it's got like muted multicolored, like kind of like a muted teal, canary yellow, um, kind of a light cranberry red. But I really like it. It's almost like it's kind of like like flannel against the blue jean and I really 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 like it that might even be my best outfit of the episode is that right there of course Danny's like hey look Joey we caught our first fish the big mouth gibbler Stephanie of course we gotta add her quip too bad we can't throw back <laughs> Kimmy just glowers at Stephanie so DJ is like guys can you give us a minute can we have a minute please Stephen, uh, DJ realizes, like, Kimmy and I, we got it. We've been two good friends. We have to patch this up. Really, I mean, if you don't patch up and you don't continue to be friends, who's going to be Stephanie's surrogate in Fuller House? And it is, they do feel a little uneasy around each other. Like, hi, Kimmy. And Kimmy's like, hey, Deej. 
So it was Steve that had told Kimmy about DJ's great-grandfather. She's like, I'm really sorry. So she had to get the message from Steve because she wasn't talking to DJ. For a whole week, they weren't even... And Kimmy couldn't have just come out of that and just said, Hey, DJ, I'm sorry. Maybe... I don't know. I mean, if this hadn't happened, how would they eventually patch things up? And DJ's like, thanks. And, and Kimmy is like, listen, about the sunglasses, it's almost like she was going to offer them as a peace offering to DJ. Like, I don't really, if you want them. And, and DJ is like, you know what? Forget about the sunglasses. You know, I missed the whole point of Papuli's story. And she's like, yeah, Andreas was wrong, but Nikos was wrong too. And of course, Kimmy hasn't heard the story, so she's like, Andreas and Nikos? Oh, Kimmy, I love ya. She's like, have you been hanging out with those Irish exchange students? Couldn't be more off, Kimmy. <laughs> and DJ's like, no, Kimmy. You know, we shouldn't break up a lifelong friendship over a pair of sunglasses. Something as stupid as a pair of sunglasses. And Kimmy's like, yeah. You're right. <laughs> DJ, she's like, well, a sweater, I mean, maybe, but. <laughs> and DJ's like, friends again? And Kimmy's like, you got it. I'm like, yeah, of course they're friends again. Yes. These girls don't stay mad at each other for very long. They, they, they work it out. Oh, and they hug. <laughs> Where'd you get the boat? What boat? <laughs> no, I, I bought it. Danny, you went out and bought a boat? Just like that? Took you six months to decide between liquid or powder bleach. <laughs> yeah, but this is, this is different. This is something we always dreamed about. Isn't that right, little buddy? <laughs> aye, aye, Captain. I hear exactly what you're saying. I mean, after everything that's happened this week, it makes you realize that your life's really short and... You should really go for your dreams, or you got no reason to wake up in the morning and scratch yourself. <laughs> Here you. Hey, everybody, check this out. I think I got the perfect name for our little vessel. Hey, Papuli. I like it. So do I. And so would Papuli. You know, I gotta, I'm gonna get back on the phones and make a bunch of calls. Jess, you know what you need to do? You need to slow down and take some time for yourself. I'll be fine. I just, I just want to call the airlines and confirm, you know, I, I don't want to end up in Athens, Georgia. <laughs> hey, Vivas and Boathead. Look, Joey, we caught our first fish, the big mouth gibbler. Too bad we can't throw it back. Guys, can we have a minute? Oh, yeah. sure. Hi, Kimmy. Hey, Deej. Steve told me about your great-grandpa. I'm really sorry. Thanks. Listen, about the sunglasses. You know, it's... Forget about the sunglasses. You know, I missed the whole point of Papuli's story. Yeah, Andreas was wrong, but Nikos was wrong too. Andreas and Nikos? Have you been hanging out with those Irish exchange students? 
know, Kimmy. You know, we shouldn't break up a lifelong friendship over something as stupid as a pair of sunglasses. Yeah, you're right. A sweater, maybe, but... <laughs> Friends again. You got it. Looks like we're gonna get to the scene coming up that really rips me to shreds emotionally. Jesse's on the phone. Clearly everyone else is left for the morning to school to work. And Jesse's the one who answers the phone. It's like, what do you mean she's not at school? Michelle's, is she fine? What do you mean, is she fine? I mean, what do you mean she's not at school? I saw her left for school, like, like I thought it, I, I saw her, I swear I saw her leave for school this morning. This is Monday, that's right, because she said on Monday, oh, we do see the boat from the kitchen window. There is a backpack there. We do see Michelle's hand put up, um, take a pudding cup there. Oh no, she sets it up on the, um, the side of the boat there. See, of course, definitely sees that. Like, okay, something's going on here. So is this, like, around 11 o'clock and the school is just notifying, like, Michelle didn't show up today, is she Okay. Because Jesse comes up like, boy, I had a big lunch, but I got this one pudding cup left, and I'll just set it next to this one. And he turns around like he's going back into the house, like, all right, well, I'm off. And right away, up shoots Michelle's hand, and he grabs it. It's like, gotcha. And she looks at him like, that's cold. And Jesse's like, Michelle, what are you doing home from school? And she's like, uh... I couldn't find my backpack. He's like, what's that over there? And of course, we see the backpack there. She's like, oh, it's in the boat. He's like, oh, yeah. Oh, it's in the boat. She's like, yeah, the one place I didn't look. But Jessie climbs up, climbs up into the boat with her. I really, gosh, this scene just rips me. To I am happy that this happened just between the two of them. It's not like the family was around where they had to bury their emotions. They finally can... And it's been over a week. Jesse's been holding this in the whole time. So Jesse climbs into the boat and he takes Michelle, grabs her up under the arms and sets her on um, the top of the boat where I guess she would go into where the controls are of the boat and everything. He sits her down and says, alright shorty, come here, hold on a second. Level with me, what's going on? And she just looks at him and she's like, can't tell you. He's like, you can't tell me. We tell each other everything. And she just looks at him like, everything? Like, yeah. Well, I never told you this, but I once bought a Kathy Lee Gifford CD. Boy, does it feel good to get that out in the open. Of course, he's teasing her. But we kind of need something to lighten it before it goes right into the heavy meat of the the episode. Yeah, I Papuli was really big, but this, I mean, it's like the episode has just been building all all week for this scene to finally, it's like, Jesse finally, it's like he's been holding this, and Michelle, too. He's like, alright, kiddo, it's your turn. And she says, Papuli was supposed to come to school today. To teach a class of Greek dance. And she's like. Says. I'm sorry kiddo. And Michelle says. 
I was afraid if I went to school and Papuli wasn't there, I'd feel sad. And Jesse says, Michelle, it's okay to feel sad. And Michelle says, but if I feel sad, I might cry and I can't be brave for you. And she slides down off the top of the boat there and starts to walk away from him. And Jesse's like, Michelle, whoever told you that you had to be brave for me? And Stephanie says, Stephanie, she said you were so sad that we shouldn't make it worse. And Jesse is just so stunned to hear that Stephanie would give Michelle information like, like, oh, sweetheart, Stephanie, she, she probably thought she was telling you the right thing to do, but she was wrong. I'm going to talk to her about that. And Jesse tells Michelle, says, Michelle, we should always share our feelings with each other. That's what makes us a family. Michelle stands up and goes to stand near the edge of the boat. And she says, I really loved... I really loved Papuli. I was this little Michelle. And we just cut to Jesse and it's like, I was this little Jesse. And Jesse is just, gosh, he's on the edge of losing it. He's like, he used to always take care of me. Now he comes to visit me and I can't even take care of him. And Michelle turns and the way that she touches Jesse's cheek and says, it's not your fault. His heart was old. He's like, I know Michelle, but it still hurts. This is where she touches Jesse's chin and kind of raises his, his head up to kind of meet her eyes. And she says, it's okay to be sad. She just, when Michelle says, it's okay to be sad, you can hear her voice breaking. And Jesse says, I know, I heard that somewhere. And she loses it. She says, Uncle Jesse, is it okay to cry? He's like, you bet. And they just fall. <laughs> they just fall each other. And they just, they just let out all that emotion that they've been holding the whole week. And it's like, oh my god. I, just, I, I know it's a show. And I always, I knew I've been putting off doing this episode for a while because I knew that I was going to be so emotionally upset the scene always it, it always gets me <laughs> but I'm gonna play this clip how's Michelle? she's fine what do you mean she's not at school? I saw her leave for school this morning. <laughs> oh, boy, I sure had a big lunch. But I got this one pudding cup left. What to do? You know, I'll just, uh, I'll put it up here on the boat next to the other one and come back and get it later. Well, I'm off. Gotcha. That was cold. 
Michelle, what are you doing home from school? I couldn't find my backpack. What's that? Oh, it's in the boat. Oh, it's in the boat. The one place I didn't look. Hey, hey, short. Hold on a second. Come on, Shorty. Level with me. What's really going on? Can't tell you. Can't tell me? Tell each other everything. Everything? Yeah. Well, I never told you this, but uh, I once bought a Kathy Lee Gifford CD. <laughs> oh, boy, does that feel good to get that out in the open. All right, go ahead. It's your turn. The pulley was supposed to come to school today to teach my class a great dance. I'm sorry, kiddo. I was afraid if I went to school and the pulley wasn't there, I felt sad. Michelle, it's okay to feel sad. But if I feel sad, I might cry. And I can't be brave for you. idea that you had to be brave for me. I'm Stephanie. She said that you were so sad, it shouldn't make you worse. Oh, sweetheart. Stephanie, she probably thought she was telling you the right thing to do, but she was wrong. I'm going to talk to her about that. Michelle, we should, we should always share our feelings with each other. That's what makes us a family. I was his little Jesse. He used to always take care of me. Now he comes to visit me and I can't even take care of him. It's not your fault. His heart was old. I know, Michelle, but it still hurts. It's okay to be sad. I know, I heard that somewhere before. Uncle Jesse? Hmm? Is it okay to cry? Now we go to Fraser Street Elementary. It's Monday, share day. Denise, we don't know what she shared, but apparently, according to the teacher, it was very informative. Jesse is in the doorway with Michelle. He kneels down at her level, says, Are you going to be okay? And she, she, you know, she puts on a brave face. She's like, Yeah. He's like, All right. He cups the side of her head and kind of brings her in, like, kisses her on the forehead. So, and the teacher, of course, takes notice of Michelle, like, Hi, Michelle, do you have something for share time today? And Michelle says, well, my great-grandpa, Papuli, was supposed to come to school today to teach the class a Greek dance. But he died. 
And the teacher, I love this teacher. She's like, oh, Michelle, we're so very sorry to hear that. She's like, he told me some of it, but I'm not sure if I can remember. I like, I mean, the teacher's like, well, I'm sure we'd all l really like it if you tried. I love this teacher. I don't know what her name is, but I love her. She's just so sweet and just... <sighs> I love how she bends down to Michelle's level. And the cl class is all like, yeah. So she brought the tape. And she's going to put it in. And then she starts to, you know, kind of move her legs. And she takes the inside of her, her, her foot and kind of like touches just below the inside of her knee. And then she's like, that, that's all I know. And Jesse, meanwhile, had been kind of watching this from the doorway. And he comes in and he's like, well, I think I can help you out there, Michelle. And they do like the, um, the little, um, the foot raise kick thing. I don't know what it is, unfortunately, the official name, but, um, I love how he helps her out. You can hear Michelle, or, uh, Denise in the background like, come on, Michelle, sure. She looks at it and says, hook down bazooki. And... The teacher presses play on the stereo, and we hear that Greek music from earlier that was playing while Papuli was teaching her. Oh, okay, so what I'm seeing Michelle do here is she's kind of scuffing her foot kind of back, and then she takes the heel of her foot kind of touching, you know, her opposite knee. And she does the same with the other foot to the other knee, and she says, that's really all I know. I can't remember the rest. Oh, she's really starting to feel bad. And she even looks to the teacher. Like, the kids kind of feel, like, almost, like, kind of let down, a little disappointed. She j Poor Michelle just is just standing up there in front of the kids, and she's just shrugging her shoulders. Like, I don't know what to do. She's like, I don't, I can't remember the rest. And I don't know what to do. And Jessie comes in and is like, I can help. Aww. You just see Michelle's eyes just light up as Uncle Jesse's there to kind of help her out. Like how he comes up, he takes her hand. He's like, "You ready?" And I like it's like he he snapped his finger in time to the music. I love how the teacher and the kids all start kind of clapping in in time with it, and it just really oh, it's just it's beautiful. See, and this is what I like that Jesse and Michelle felt the same pain of losing Papuli, and they were able to grieve together. That's what I love about their bond. Oh, I love where she kind of goes down on one knee and how Jessie kind of like squeezes her cheek and it's just like, oh. Jessie's like, ready for the big jump, Michelle? It's the where I guess you kick your your feet up. It's like, oppa! <laughs> the big finish. Thank you, Denise. That was very informative. Gonna be okay? Yeah. Hi, Michelle. Hi. Do you have something for share time today? Well, my great-grandpa, Papuli, was supposed to come to school today to teach us a great dance, but he died. Oh, well, we're all very sorry, Michelle. He taught me some of it, but I'm not sure if I could remember. Well, I'm sure we'd all really like it if you tried. Okay, I brought the tape. 
hooked on bazooki. <laughs> that was the episode thank you again for joining me for this one as I said this was a very emotional episode that I knew was going to be really hard for me and I just I kind of been putting it up for a little bit just because I want to be in the right frame of mind when I cover this episode so let's see relatable definitely I gotta go with Michelle I lost my grand my grandfather when he when I was seven, go I was like two months away from going on eight. It was June of 1990. I would have lost my second grandfather in 2014. And um, I honestly think uh, my second grandfather, I mean, I spent time with my first grandfather and everything like that, but I was more deeply connected to my, my, sec my dad's dad. Uh, best outfit of the episode I definitely want it I want to go with Michelle's outfit the um, green um, hoodie shirt with the kind of um, olive green like flannelish pants really good combination I really liked it um, runner up of course is going to be Kimmy with that jean, like, like, jean vest, jean button-up. I don't even know if you want to call it. It's a sleeve. It was the one I was talking about, the sleeveless one, when she came into the backyard and with the muted, like, teal, canary, yellow, cranberry colors. I, um, worse, of course... I want to give it to Stephanie. Worst outfit of the episode. Excuse me. I want to give it to Stephanie's. I didn't like the braids. But I didn't like the plum dress thing that she was wearing. When they had given Michelle the news about Papuli's fast. I just I didn't like it. Runner up of course. Kimmy's coat of many colors dress. I did not care for that at all. Um... I don't give this out too very often, but worst character of the episode as far as... I want to give it to Stephanie with her advice that she gave just to Michelle that was just very wrong. The fact that she thought that that was the best way to tell a six-year-old how to handle grief by protecting somebody else. And, um... Of course, my favorite character of this episode definitely Papuli. I love he was just like a bright, shining star whose light went out far too soon. 
Granted, in the 90s, we probably did. I mean, 70 years old was probably considered what we call, like, 90s elderly now. I don't know. I mean, usually I see some, like, they're, like, in their 60s or 70s. It's like, oh, they were young. Where it just, I don't know why. I just assume, like, 60s and 70s kind of feel kind of young versus people passing away in their like late 80s and somewhere in the mid 90s seems elderly. I think it's like as you get older, you get closer to like I'm 38, I'm 12 years away from being 50. And I I just I remember being like 8 and thinking 30 was like closer to 70 than I <laughs> at the time it was. It just it's just as you get older, you perceive age differently as you get older. Oh, it's not as old as it used to be. Like, we used to think 50 felt like we'd see people that were 50 and we'd think, wow, they're like practically in their. They look like they were literally in their 70s. Whereas now it seems like people in their 60s and stuff, it's like they look older, but they're not. I, I And I don't know what it is. I don't know whether supposedly people are taking care of themselves, which I don't know about that. I don't know. It just seemed like back 30, 40 years ago, it's like people looked rough at certain ages. And it's just like, it depends on the life that you've had and you've lived. Like that person looks like they got a lot of miles on them. And it just, it's really, really sad what um, hard times can do to a person. Not just emotionally, but physically and everything. Just, I mean, some of the people that you said, like, wow, they went gray really soon and stuff. And it just, it really depends on the person. And maybe life handed, I mean, my dad started going gray probably when he was, like, in his 40s. Jeremy's getting more gray hairs. I'm actually seeing some gray hairs in my hair, which is kind of hard to notice because my hair is lighter so it's like is that gray or is that just the way the light's hitting it I don't know um but lesson learned this honestly I think is a good episode to do like if I show an episode of TV that deals with um child dealing with death for the first time in the family I think this is a good one um, another episode that dealt with the grandparent passing away. Who's the boss when Samantha had to deal with her grandfather passing away? Granted, she was like 14, 15 at the time. I'm trying to think what other shows dealt with. Home Improvement when Jill's father passed away. That was another one. I'm just thinking, if Silver Spoons had went another year, they would have dealt with John Houseman's death, who played Grandfather Stratton. Because he would have passed away the same year that that, I think, no, a year later in 88. But I'm just trying to think. Now, I'm looking, and they do have on YouTube many types, whether it's the Zorba dance, Zorba the Greek. They have Sataki. Just different tutorials if you want to learn how to dance. Because I was looking at a couple of these. And I keep looking for, like, where Michelle was doing the heel-to-knee touch. Kind of. The opposite leg. Um, so... Alright, so coming for the month of November, I will be covering the new series, Back to School, Part 2. In this series, I'm going to be uh, focusing on four episodes. Full House, Season 4, Episode 17, entitled El Problema Grande de DJ. 
In this episode, DJ gets a D in Spanish. Danny goes to try and find out what was going on and talks to the teacher. The teacher explains that DJ just wasn't trying. She comes over to the house later and labels every uh, labels things in Spanish. Then she and Danny kiss. DJ and her friends come home and see them kissing and everyone laughs at her. Then Danny has to decide whether to continue to see the teacher or do respect DJ and her feelings. The next episode I will be focusing on is... A Stephanie episode, season five, episode 17, entitled Spellbound. In this episode, Stephanie participates in a spelling bee. And then in Fuller House, I will be covering Fast Times at Bayview High, which is in season three. Wait. Oh, guys, I'm sorry. Yes, Season 3, Episode 12, Fast Times at Bayview High. Jimmy and Stephanie take a step toward their future as Jackson and Ramona begin high school. And then after that, Season 4, Episode seven entitled president fuller in this episode max runs for fourth grade class president but his girlfriend rose is running too and also dj tries to make up with cj and steph picks a fight with a clown <laughs> oh boy <laughs> I'll look forward to that in november as well as the thanksgiving episode from fuller house season five entitled cold turkey December's still up in the air about what series I want to do for December. Oh, but as soon as I figure that out, I will let you all know on the social media sites. I have many different series of episodes kind of planned. I just got to decide what ones I'm going to do. When. I know definitely for sure, February being Valentine's Day month. I'm going to be focusing on the series Tanner Girls in Love. It's going to cover season two Baby Love with Michelle and Howie 1.0. Also DJ with Lovers and Other Tanners where she and Steve are seeing a little too much of each other and Danny's got to like you guys got to cool it. See less of each other. She starts neglecting her responsibilities including school and her taking Michelle home from the honeybees meeting. <laughs> also, Stephanie plays the field where she meets cutie pie Brett. And is that the last episode we see Rusty? I think that's the last episode we see Rusty in is Stephanie plays the field. Of course, season eight's dateless in San Francisco, the Valentine's Day episode. So look forward to that. All right, and lastly, if you guys are liking the podcast, if you got a sec, jump on Apple Podcasts, look up the Full House, Fuller House podcast, the Oh My Lanta Holy Chalupas podcast will show up. If you want to, you know, leave it five stars, if you want to use emojis to describe your favorite episode, just have fun with it. If you want to describe your favorite characters, somebody did that in a review, I had a fun time trying to decode that. <laughs> So everyone have a great final days of October and I will be back in November with the Back to School Part 2 series. Bye bye.